0: hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the resiliency and running podcast my name is liz and i will be your host today is just a very chilled podcast episode it's actually just a Q&A. I asked you guys on my podcast instagram if you had any questions and so i'm just going to honestly respond to them and we're just going to talk through some of those topics today so i'm very excited sit back and relax and we will just jump right into this episode Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is, as I said, just a really chilled episode. I don't really have a plan in action, and I've had a quick look over some of the questions asked, and I'm excited about them because they're all good questions, very relevant questions, and definitely things that I have like alluded to or talked about on the podcast before. But as always, I've kind of started to incorporate like a really quick life update into the beginning of my podcast episodes. So as of today, I it's Saturday and i'm always recording the day before because i am just so i i feel like i used to be so good about planning out my podcasts and recording them way before i uploaded them and really having like a plan in place and ever since i moved back to london and started a full-time job i just don't really have the time but it's all it's almost nice because Things kind of just come to me and I honestly will just sit down for these episodes and I kind of just say what comes to my mind and sometimes that's kind of the best thing and I do that with interviews as well. I used to like write out like full-on Google documents to share with the collaborator and I will do that if they actually ask me to but for the most part, I kind of just like to have the conversations flow and kind of just you know if we start talking about one thing just kind of let that flow and I always have things in my mind that I'm like prepared to ask but yeah that's kind of a tangent but I've just run nine miles this morning and I need to catch a train in about an hour and a half to go to my very first wedding and I say very first because it's like my first wedding as an adult my first uk wedding and the only wedding that i've ever been to was when i was much younger maybe i was about 4 and it was for my uncle so it was for like a family member so this weddings are like something that i've always like i always watch people go to i always see people posting about them and i think for other people it may just be like a regular thing that you go to weddings pretty often but this is like my first wedding in such a long time and just the first one as an adult and I'm really excited. It's going to be it's going to be fun, I think. And I'm really excited. But yeah, I think without further ado, let's just jump right into the questions. So, the first question is what motivates you to get up and run each day? Do you ever feel burnt out? And this is actually a question that I got, well, similar question that I got on one of my TikTok videos recently because I have been doing a lot of like daily TikTok running videos because I'm training for a half at the moment. But yeah, I'd say I love getting up really early. And the question that was asked on TikTok was more alluding to how in the heck do you get up so early? But I genuinely like wake up. I do have trouble waking up early sometimes. But when I actually do get myself out of bed, it's because I'm thinking about how good the run is going to feel, how great I'm going to feel after the run. And I think it's just that endorphin high that I crave so much. And I think that it's true that like you can really get into running and it can become like, because endorphins are, it feels like a drug genuinely. And it feels like you're just like craving that high again. And I mean, if you think about it, I could have much worse addictions and I I genuinely do just crave that, you know, that endorphin high. And That I mean, that's not the only thing that motivates me. I think that there are a number of things that do motivate me to get up and run each day. But I think I also just really love having a routine. And my routine has been a morning run before my day for so long, whether I was in work or school. And that's just genuinely how... How I feel like I can like really start the day well and how I can have a really productive day. And I know for some people they like to do it in the evening. But for me, I just love taking that time in the morning to myself. And I think that there's so much to be said. Like you don't have to run if you're not a runner. But I think just having an extra hour or two to yourself in the morning can be so beneficial for your mental health and just kicking you off to a good day because I know that people's days can get really busy and then once you get into you know meetings or classes you kind of lose the ability to find that time for yourself so I think you have to schedule it in for yourself and so this is what I... This is what i look forward to and this is what motivates me because i know that it's me time and i know that it's my time to yeah get out the door and have a good run i also love sunrise runs and that happens quite frequently so that is always a plus but the second part of the question do you ever feel burnt out yes <laughs> and i think i may have talked about this in my episode about when i got covid during marathon training But I genuinely did feel pretty burnt out at that point, and I think it was around week 14, 15 maybe, so it was getting towards the end of my marathon training, but that's when the mileage is quite high, and you have really full-on weekend runs, like in the 17, 18, 19 mileage points, and I yeah, I remember just feeling really burnt out. And I think it was just hard to juggle running and like specifically marathon training. So running at a higher higher mileage than usual, as well as work. And then I was also doing, I am doing a class for my job. And so it was, it just felt like a lot. And it was almost like a blessing in disguise and I know that that sounds really really weird but catching COVID and having to isolate for a week and just not run and not do anything was actually like the best thing for me because I I think like past me would have looked at that and been like really freaked out and would have freaked out about not being on schedule and not being on track but it was that point where I kind of my body like responded in a really positive way of like yes you do need this rest and so I think Definitely, yes, I do feel burnt out from time to time, but I think that it's it's at those points that you really need to listen to your body and you need to look to what is best for you and make sure that you are taking care of yourself properly. This next question says, I have 14 weeks left. Where should I be? I'm scared I'm not running enough. My longest run has been 10 miles. I think this girl might be alluding to... Her name is McKenna. Um, I don't want to say people's names too much on this podcast, but I think she's alluding to marathon training. But yeah, I think with 14 weeks left, that's still quite a lot of time. I think that people freak out with marathon training that like, I think that the thing that I always get and people ask me is like, do you have to run 26 miles before you go and run a full marathon? And the answer is no. Some training plans will stop you at 18, 19 miles. And then my last one stopped me at 21 miles. And if you're running at 10 miles and you still have 14 weeks to go, I think that that's actually quite good. And you're, I'd say you're ahead of schedule if anything, and you're probably in a good place. I know that some people find it hard to run even 10 miles. So I think that you're definitely in a good place and I think that it depends also on your goals specifically for a marathon and I think in my last episode I was talking about like if you were ever like planning or wanting to run a marathon I think it's always really I think it's healthy to look at your if it's your first marathon I genuinely think that you should look at it as like if you can finish 26 miles that is a big massive achievement and I, I spoke about how my first marathon, I was kind of like being hopeful about time, but then I started my trail marathon and I was like, I'm just gonna be happy if I finish this. And my second marathon, I did go for time because at that point I was more used to the mileage and I'd already done a marathon. So I think it's it's normal to feel you know, afraid that you're not running enough or you're not doing the training right. But genuinely, once you get to race day, and I know that like, you know, in 14 weeks, you're still going to probably feel just as nervous because I think that it's so, I remember the nerves myself. It's so nerve wracking going into your first marathon and knowing like, you're going to be running for the next three to five hours. And you know, it's, it's just inevitable. But I think if you look at it as like a journey, almost you know and i'm just really thinking about like when i first was training for my very first half marathon i was like i would look at the 13.1 mileage that like i had to run and it seemed so daunting to me and i think i've spoken about how like each weekend my training plan would increase in mileage so it would go from like 7 miles to 8 miles to 9 miles and every single week i would look at the next weekend and say No, there's no way I can do eight miles. There's no way I can do nine miles. But then I would go and do it, and then I would just, you know, prove myself wrong. And so I think it's really easy with whether it's half marathon training or marathon training. It is super easy to get in your head about, you know, that you're like doing it wrong and you're not running enough. But I saw a, I think it was like an Instagram reel, but it was this woman running, and it was all about how you talk to yourself when you're running. And if you have negative self-talk when you're running, you're not going to finish. And I think if you have negative self-talk when you're, whether you're just out for a run or you're running in a race, you're not going to perform at your best and you probably will stop. or You'll hold yourself back. And I think it's really important to have positive self-talk, even if it's just Run for one more mile or do a little bit more or just go a little bit further or get to that light post and like give yourself mini goals if, it's like a longer run for you or if it's a really challenging day, if you're just not feeling yourself, make little goals for you throughout your run. And then once you hit them, you'll notice that like your body will be like, oh, I can keep going. And I think that that's really positive and that almost like uplifts you. I know that that's something that really works for me and really random, but both marathons, my positive self-talk has always been like each mile that I run, I'll just do the math in my head and I'll say, okay, 25 more miles, 24 more miles, 23 more miles. And like for some people that probably definitely not does not work because like 25 and 24 and 23 are still a lot of miles. But for me, just knowing that like it's a little bit less and it's like getting closer and closer to that point where you just say, I'm on my last mile. And so I think that it's really important to talk to yourself positively when you're running because it's so important and I think it just always goes back to that point that I've made multiple times before but running is such an individual sport that you have to be your own cheerleader and I always talk about my trail marathon and being alone in this national forest and you know I like starting in a pack of runners but eventually you kind of spread out and then you're just you're all spread out on this massive trail and I think it's, it's like in those moments where you really realize that like there's no one else there to cheer you on. And as amazing as the London Marathon was, I think it's so important that you're still able to cheer yourself on, even if you do have people on the sidelines. I just think like whether it's running, whether it's life things, you have to be able to talk to yourself in a positive way and keep that positive self-talk. And you will have bad days and you will have days where you're not talking to yourself positively. But I think if you can get to a place where you can like almost call yourself out and say no I'm not talking to myself that way and even if it's just like little baby steps or if even if it's just you know I'm just not feeling it today and I'm just not going to go for a run and I'm going to give my body a rest or if it's like a work thing you just say you know if if the most that I can do today is write this document or finish this presentation then that is the most that I'm going to do because not every day is going to be the same your body's not going to be not every run is going to be the same and so I think it's just really important to take it one step at a time And I, again, have just gone on a complete tangent, but you have time. 14 weeks is a good amount of time. And if you can run 10 miles at this point, I think that that is so, so good. I just realized that I'm at like 14 minutes. And so I'm just going to answer one more question and it is a pretty big question. So I think I'll just finish with this, but recovery tips for during training and post race. So this is really, this is a good question because I think this can allude to whether it's half marathon training or marathon training, but recovery tips in terms of like during training, I think is really important because you're building that stamina up and you're building up your mileage and your ability to run those miles so I think it's really important to make sure that you are taking care of yourself I think that stretching is so underrated and it's not talked about enough but if you don't stretch enough you really can injure yourself so much easier and I'm terrible at stretching I used to be so good at it and I would do it after every single run but I would say things like stretching foam rolling I also really love like a hot bath with like Epsom salts or I've really gotten into like CBD salts and like bath oils recently too and I think it's just really important to take care of your legs and your feet. And there's just so much to be said about like, yeah, just really appreciating your body for like putting yourself through the amount of training that goes into half marathon training or marathon training. I think it's really important to take care of yourself. And that also goes for like food and fuel and making sure that you're replenishing yourself with electrolytes, with proper nutrients and things to make sure that your body is getting replenished and feeling strong and not feeling weak because I think I've mentioned it before, but if you have ever gone out for like a long run and you don't drink enough water or you don't eat enough, I explain the feeling as like being really hungover. It's really weird and I I, I feel like if you've ever experienced it, you would know what I'm talking about. But like after like for me it's like anything over 15 miles and if i don't drink enough water if i haven't eaten enough i just do not feel good and i'm just like bedridden the, the rest of the day and it's it's a really weird feeling but i think it always just goes back to nutrition and whether or not you brought enough gels whether or not you were making sure that you ate enough before whether you like to eat before runs or not but making sure that you eat after runs making sure that you drink your electrolytes drink water i think it's just really important to think about like there's so many different aspects that go into this and post-race as well i think can go it's different for everyone and The past two marathons for me, I definitely expected to like take a full week off, but it just wasn't, it didn't end up being the case for me, and I took like a few days off of running completely, which I think is really good, and I think everyone should do. Sorry, someone just buzzed, and I literally, it didn't end up being for me, but anyways, yeah, I did take a few days off of running completely, which I think is really great for everyone post-race, but I actually started kind of doing like, like slowly getting into exercise again. So last year, I had just done like little walks and hikes here and there with my mom. And then I went on a cycle with her before I got into running again. And then this year, I went on a swim before I started doing any like runs. And even then I kept it really short, really small runs. But yeah, I think that it depends on your body and I think that it's really normal and super, yeah, super, super normal to feel super sore after running a marathon or a half marathon. And I think it's just really important to take it slow and to make sure that you're stretching your body each day. If you've got, I really want one of those, like, I think they're called Theraguns or Thermaguns, but I tried them at the expo for the London Marathon when I was dropping off my kit bag and picking up my bib. They are incredible. I have... I had the tightest hamstrings just a few days out from the marathon and it just made the pain go away like completely and I was absolutely shocked but they're they are so expensive but I really, I really just listened to my body, and I took lots of hot baths. I stretched a lot, and I foam rolled a lot, and just really took it slow for a few days. But I think that, like, in those few days too, it's really easy to feel the FOMO. I think like you'll be on that high of like just running a marathon or whatever race you've done, and then slowly but surely the FOMO creeps in of like running. And it was funny because the London Marathon TikTok account actually commented on one of my videos and was saying like we heard it from so many people that like FOMO is such a thing post-marathon and it sounds again it just sounds so psychotic for like people I think who don't do long distance running or just like running in general like I think a lot of people look at marathons as just like this one-time thing and like it is a one-time thing for people but I think for people that are like regular runners who incorporate it more regularly I think it's really hard to suddenly go from training really hard doing the race and then just like not doing any running at all Last year I did kind of because I had gone from running really long distances and it was like my first time doing some of those distances to suddenly just like not training for a marathon post-race. Last year I just got into cycling and I really started to get into it and I think that a triathlon is still like in the books for me I'm hoping in the future but at the moment I am looking to sign up for my next marathon already and I'm looking at Brighton Marathon which I'm really excited about because it's in April of next year so that would come up pretty pretty soon. But yeah, I think with post race training, you just got to really listen to your body and make sure you take care of yourself. But really remember to like pat yourself on the back because no matter what race you've completed, whether it's a half marathon or a full marathon, it is such a massive achievement. And like, I think that I was looking at some percentage, At least I think this was just for the UK, but I'm sure it's similar in other parts of the world, but it's like a really like under 10% of the entire population of the UK will ever like run a marathon. And so I think when you think about it in like the scheme of things, like there are so many people that will never think to run a half marathon or a marathon because they just get in their heads too much and they tell themselves they can't do it or they just you know, they never really challenge themselves and they're really, they're okay with being comfortable or they're just not runners at all, which is completely fine because everyone has their own thing. But I just think it's really important to remember to give yourself a pat on the back, celebrate that massive achievement and just really take in all of the feels, especially on that day. I remember it so well on the London Marathon, just feeling like so on top of the world and feeling so so good and then having that first glass of prosecco and it going straight to my head but it was such a great day but yeah i think definitely do celebrate it all right everyone that's going to wrap up another episode of the resiliency and running podcast i really do hope that you enjoyed it As ever, please do check out the podcast Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running. And then now I'm also on TikTok doing sort of daily running videos and answering questions. So make sure to check that out as well. But um, yeah, I hope that you enjoy the episode and I will see you in the next one. And remember to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye.